ladies and gents, welcome back to another fresh installment of Straight from the Underground, fresh off my hiatus. This podcast is brought to you by Struggle Vision Productions. And yes, this is your host, the underdog from the underground post 90s. You know the name, ain't nothing changed. Yeah, you see y'all representing the righteous ones. On today's episode, we'll be celebrating the career and the life of Ron Simmons. As this whole month, I will be giving you nothing but black excellence due to the Black History Month. Yes, we need more days, 28, 29, whatever the heck, it ain't enough. <laughs> it ain't enough. So without further ado, let's get into this Ron Simmons action. I mean, well, the Ron Simmons episode, right? <laughs> and maybe some Ron Simmons action. We'll see how the episode goes. I'm gonna love this one. I hope y'all love this one too. Ronald Simmons, Ron Simmons, damn, that's my guy right there, born May 15th, 1958, a retired professional football player, you know what I'm saying, the first ever black world heavyweight champion, shouts out to that, his WWF name, Farouk, we all know that, you know what I'm saying, leader of the nation, domination, shouts out to Bill Watts for putting the strap on Ron Simmons, he believed in Ron Simmons. Obviously, he seen something that he liked in Ron Simmons, former defensive tackle, nose guard, and that uh, at, at the Florida State University, retired, one of the best Florida State uh, football players that they got to offer. Locker room is is sealed. You can't even change in his locker room. This shit got a got glass window on it. You know what I'm saying? Don't even touch. Ron Simmons is the truth. Okay, now Ron Simmons has gone by a couple names in uh in his professional wrestling career. Ron Simmons is uh from Georgia. One of his professional wrestling names was Doom, Farouk Assad, Farouk, and Ron Simmons, of course. He got that 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 great name from you know he retired from professional wrestling uh. 2010 debuted in 1986 so shout out to ron simmons on the longevity and his uh professional wrestling career but his football career you know longevity too florida state cinema you know what i'm saying shout out to him uh drafted in the nfl in 1981 round six 160 pick by the cleveland browns you know what i'm saying so he didn't last too long in the nfl yeah bounced around you know trying to trying to chase that glory trying to grab that brass ring in the nfl he couldn't do it but he was the greatest collegiate player of all time shouts out to ron simmons holding records at florida state have yet to be broken and like i alluded to earlier ron simmons as a florida state sentinel ranked in the top 20 out of the three years he was there as a defensive nose tackle Pretty, pretty impressive, man. You know what I'm saying? In in his in his tenure there, 38 
39 and 9 during his tenure, finishing the Associated Press top 23 times 1977, 79, and 1980, earning back to back Orange Bowl trips after Simmons Jr. and senior seasons. In 1979, Simmons finished ninth in the Heisman vote behind the winner, Charles White of USC. In 1988, Simmons' jersey, number 50, was retired by FSU, Florida State University. The time, well, the third time a number has been re retired in the school's history, Simmons was inducted into the Orange Ball Hall of Fame for his, his, for his accomplishments while playing at Florida State. He was elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. And like I said earlier, you know, later had a brief career in the NFL. Selected in the sixth round, 1981. Played for the Cleveland Browns in 81-82. And uh, after that, just bounced around in the little minor leagues, you know, trying to perfect this craft, trying to grab that brass ring. So, shout out to Ron Simmons. Your legacy is indebted, my friend. Indebted forever. After this, the attempts of trying to make it back to the NFL... I guess Ron Simmons said, screw it. Jim Crockett Promotions slash WCW. That's what Simmons joined the Jim Crockett Promotions in 1986, appearing on his first show of the Great American Bash Tour when he defeated the Tank Prince in Lakeland, Florida on July 1st. That's some history for you guys. Simmons wrestled only primarily, primarily level competition that summer, but on August 7th, he scored the biggest victory of his career when he defeated Ivan Koloff in St. Louis. Five days later, on a house show in Los Angeles, Simmons defeated a young Ronnie Anayo. Ayanayo. I, 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 I always botch that last name. But the Ayanayo family, a.k.a. Yokozuna. On September 5th, the rookie defeated the Barbarian in Baltimore. On October 24th episode of power pro wrestling he became involved in the first televised angle when he was when he was attacked by tiger conway jr mm, mm, mm. great 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 career so far and this is only the beginning he remained undefeated in singles action until finally losing to Ivan Koloff on a house show jeesh in atlanta out of all places where he's from february 14 1988 simmons was dominant through his first half of the year against lower level competition aka maybe jobbers on house shows you know what i'm saying but hey it's all about the domination <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's dope shortly after that in march 1989 simmons began showing signs of a heel turn he got more aggressive in his matches and said a little baby face i'ma make it do what it do you know what i'm saying Included a nine-title match against fellow babyface then NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, one of the greats, legend, and a match on April 29th. So Ron Simmons, you know, he's out here, he's out here getting his feet wet, man. He's he's a heel now, 1989. You know what I'm saying? Going against the likes of Ricky Dragon Steamboat, Junkyard Dog. You know what I'm saying? Had Teddy Long as his manager. You know what I mean? But the biggest accomplishment. The biggest accomplishment of them all is being the first ever black heavyweight champion. And we will cover that as we come back straight from the underground. Black History Month edition.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Straight From The Underground with your host, you know the name. Alright, I don't want to keep y'all waiting, you know, too long. I did a lot of digging for this match because obviously I don't see it on the WWE Network. I found it. So here we go. If you want to pull this up on YouTube, you can. You know what I'm saying? WCW Worldwide 1992. Let's get it on. Sunday in Baltimore, Maryland, WCW hooked him up. President Jerry Bill Watts. Roberts reemerged and assaulted Sting and prevented him from having his rematch with Big Van Vader for the world's title. There's a conspiracy and Sting's under the greatest assault in his entire career. And because of the luck of the draw, Ron Simmons won the world's heavyweight title. And we're going to show you all of that tremendous excitement right here on WCW. Shouts out to Bill Watts for believing in Ron Simmons. Oh, that's some nice music right there. Oh, WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Woo! Oh. That's some nice uh, little wrestling right there. You know, some nice nice video packages and stuff right there that's going on right there. That's that's pretty dope. I had to mute that, though, because, you know, the music gets annoying. <laughs> Thanks to Jake the Snake Roberts. This is what brought us to, all, to this to moment, the Ross Report. The rematch for the World's Heavyweight Championship. But Cowboy Bill Watts came to the ring. He told the fans in the Baltimore Arena that they had paid to see a World's Heavyweight Championship matchup, and that's exactly what they were going to get. Mm -hmm. Eight names were put into a, a sack, and out of that sack, Gary Capetta drew the name of Ron Simmons. Let's tell you exactly what happened when Cowboy Bill Watts made the announcement and Gary Capetta drew Ron Simmons' name. Ladies and gentlemen, with a very important announcement, I introduce the Executive Vice President for Wrestling Operations in World Championship Wrestling, Cowboy Bill Watts. I understand there's an important announcement. Thank you, Gary. You know, I'm sure it takes some time to get to the bottom of all this. I've been in this business too long to where everything just comes out on the surface is as it originally looks. However, I want to say one thing to everybody here in Baltimore. You paid to see a world's title match. And by golly, you're going to have one. What we've done, what we've done, we've got seven top contenders. And we're going to bring them out here and we're going to have a drawing. We're going to put their names in this sack. All right, we kind of already know what happened there. The gist of that, Ron Simmons won the raffle, you know? So, uh, here we go. So it would be Ron Simmons on this fateful night in the Baltimore arena to challenge the 448-pound WCW Big Van Vader. champion of the world. What a tremendous matchup it was. Ron Simmons showed tremendous intestinal fortitude against one of the most powerful athletes in the history of WCW. Let's go now to the closing moments of this epic confrontation. Ron Simmons challenged Big Van Vader for the heavyweight championship of the world, and fans, he won it. Here's how. Gotta love it. Let's see. Ref holding up that beautiful WCW title. Ron Simmons got that luck of the draw, baby. Legendary Jim Ross on the sticks. WCW Worldwide 1992. Big Van Vader talking shit off. As they just skipped into action. Vader throwing those heavy, heavy suit bowls. Here comes Simmons coming back with the fury. You hear the fans. They love them. They love a black man. They love the black man. 
Oh. There you go, Ron Simmons powering up. Getting the crowd hyped up. Getting them all energized. One half of the APA. That's right here. He was just Ron Simmons, though. Fresh out of college. Fresh out of the NFL. I'm sorry. Ron Simmons with a flying clothesline with the big Van Vader. Is it gonna what is this? Back body drop delivered to Big Van Vader. Can't believe Ron Simmons has got him up like that. Oh my gosh. Big Van Vader just clubbing forearms to the chest and the face of Ron Simmons right now as he's perched into the corner. And oh my god, Big Van Vader. Jesus. He is just throwing those soup bowls. I wouldn't want to be in the ring with this man. This, this, he looks stiff. He looks very stiff. Reminds me of Butterbean. Damn. Look at those stiff shots. By, oh, Ron Simmons trying to fight back. He's getting his ass whooped right now by Big Van Vader. Big Van Vader trying to wipe the Jerry Curl sweat off his hands. So Ron Simmons got that Jerry Curl popping right now. Oh my God. Jesus. Oh, Vader bomb. Vader splash. Oh, Simmons kicking out a two and a half. That's the fans with him. Big Van Vader. Going, oh, he's going for a power bomb of sorts. Good, very good. Oh, the running power slam. What's this? One, two, three. Ron Simmons becomes the new world heavyweight champion. The first ever black heavyweight champion that this company has seen before the likes of The Rock or Coffee Kingston. Ron Simmons paved the way for every black talent in the WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, always today there's people in the crowd crying. You gotta love moments like this. This put us on an equal platform right here, man, in the reality of wrestling, man. You gotta freaking love it. You gotta freaking love it. Ron Simmons celebrating. And you look at all these guys, they're all white too, and they're celebrating with him. He said there should be no color. The only color that we should all be looking at is the color green. Color green is for money, okay? Right here in Philadelphia, October 25th, Halloween Havoc. Ron Simmons once again has to defend his heavyweight title. And this time it's the Barbarian. Barbarian, I've seen you put that boot in people's face in the past, but I'm not going to let you put me in that situation to give it to me. You see, my foot is just as big. And if I have to do the same thing, believe me, I'm not beyond doing it. If there's ever two wrestlers in this sport that match up pound for pound from muscle for muscle, it's you and I. And, brother, the only thing I can say is come prepared. Let's lock it up. Welcome back to Straight from the Underground, Ron Simmons Black History Month edition. All right, now, after Ron Simmons captured that WCW title, had it for five months, dropped it back to Big Van Vader, then shortly after that, my man Ron Simmons ended up in Extreme Championship Wrestling, a.k.a. ECW. From late 1994 to early 1995, the year I was born, during that time, he was unsuccessfully challenged World Heavyweight Champion Shane Douglas at November to Remember and had matches with Mikey Whitbrick in 911. <laughs> I love, absolutely love Ron Simmons' promos in ECW, man off the charts, off the charts.
We go now to Ron Simmons and to Code Scorpio. You know, Ron, <laughs> Too Cold and Ron Simmons in the mother, in the house. You know what I'm saying? This Saturday night, November the 19th, we're taking you straight to the extreme. Shane Douglas, stunning Steve Austin, <laughs> and Sherry Martell. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I got something for your ass. Over and over again and back and forth again. <laughs> but I tell you what. Don't get the wrong idea, because if you stick your nose where it don't belong, <laughs> I will slap you right dead in the face. <laughs> I ain't never hit a woman, <laughs> but do you call yourself one? You ain't never, but bro, I have, and slapped a many of them, and will continue to slap a many of them. And Sherry Martell will be the first one that I will hit if she gets in the way. That shows you something about them punks, doesn't it? Somebody that was stripping a sorority house, bring somebody like Sherry Martell with them in their corner. Oh, that is somebody to cover your back. Uh-huh, brother, can Sherry. you believe that? Listen to me. We're not going to take you in the ring. We're going to take you to the streets. The hood, the hardcore stuff. We're, we're just scared to drive to, you know what I'm saying? Drive-by stuff that you get so frightened of. Raised up, eating off the sea of a planet. We scared to go in those neighborhoods. But guess what? When you get in that ring, I'm going to give you just what the taste of that is like. What hardcore living is like. What it's like to be raised up as a fighter. You understand that? Now you bring this woman. Bring him making him look elegant. Have her to do some all that stupid, treacherous, feeling them stuff that she does. And see if Ron Simmer don't slap her right into the next century. Okay? The same thing that I'm going to do this Saturday to you and Steve Austin. I am going to... Uh, Steve, did I get that right? Is it Steve Austin? Or who is it? Steve who? I think it's Austin. Well, whoever it is. Yeah. Steve Martin. Funny man. I don't care. Bring them all. It don't make no difference to me. Hey, listen to me. Hey, Brother, wait, wait, wait. You think Steve Office can handle this? This is to the extreme. Bro, this ain't the WCW. The extreme? Yeah, this is to the extreme. You know what extreme. I'm saying? Take them to the hood. Man, they ain't got no idea what extreme is. I am extreme. I am extreme. Ask anybody. I've taken punks like you and literally eaten them for breakfast. You hear me? Ask anybody. Look in the record books and see Ron Simmons ain't right now. All-American, retired Jersey. You know why? Because I've taken little pale punks like you and took them in my hands and literally put them in my mouth. And that's exactly what I'm going to do this Saturday. Now, when you get in that ring, you better have your behind ready to fight. Now, tell me this. Do I have the man or do I have the man to watch my back? You know what I'm saying? Because all this bull going on down here in ECW oh, about people find a cake want to try to help the Mr. Franchise out, oh, Mr. Shane over. Douglas. <laughs> It'll never be this Saturday thing. night, yo butt now. Just is like I on the line. For the WCW, when I became the f put that belt on. Oh, they said it would never happen. Never. Made a lot of people mad to see me walk out there with that belt on. But guess what I did? I was made happy. them even madder because I went out there and continued to kick ass. And that's what I'm going to do this Saturday. Well, Rod, you know, straight from the heart, man, if you couldn't kick no ass, I would ask you to watch my back. Well, you know what me, I'm I saying? I came into the world doing it. They know it. I ain't got nothing. That's it. Well, then let's do that. It's all over. Hey, this Saturday night, November the 19th, you know. when it's all said and done, whoop, there it is. And we gone.
Here we go, though. I think this is the opportunity Ron Simmons has been waiting for this whole time. I think this is why he went to ECW to show him that he had that extreme side, you know what I'm saying, instead of that little preppy uh, uh, collar shirt, you know, polo uh, little facade that he was doing in WCW when he going to make it do what it do. In 1996, my man Farouk, well, Ron Simmons, formerly known as Farouk in this promotion, the World Wrestling Federation slash Entertainment, 1996 19 through 1998 he was the leader of the nation of domination simmons made his wwf debut july 22nd 1996 to be exact episode of monday night raw his first gimmick was farouk Assad, a gladiator who wore a black and blue gladiator outfit with a freaking stupid helmet and was managed by sunny so that was good he was managed by sunny Simmons started his his first feud with the horrible, and I I I don't want to like you know what I'm saying, but you should just look back at this guy's work. He was absolutely atrocious. Ahmed Johnson, that's who Simmons started his first feud with. Ahmed Johnson, Ahmed Johnson always thought he was that top guy, but you know, no, bro, I don't I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> I don't really try to blow smoke up nobody's ass here and try to say that they're good at something that I've never done before, or they're not good at something that I've never done before, but um. I'm a fan, been watching this for way too long, and I know good work from bad work. And uh, Ahmed Johnson <coughs> wasn't good. But uh, let's stop getting sidetracked now. You know what I'm saying? Before that, before uh, his rivalry, he changed it. He uh, shortened his name just to Farouk. The feud started when Farouk attacked Ahmed during a tag team match, pitting Johnson and Shawn Michaels against the smoking guns. As a result of the injury sustained, Johnson vacated the Intercontinental Champion, and the rest is history. In November 1996, Farouk dropped his gladiator gimmick, parted ways with Sonny, and formed the Nation of Domination, a predominantly black group with uh, the Godfather, The Rock, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry. Man, great, 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 great group right there, man. After a couple of losing efforts, WWF World Heavyweight Champion to The Undertaker in 1997, King of the Ring, Farouk blamed Crush and Savio Vega for his loss, and he threw them out of the NOD. Those are the original members of the NOD, uh, the, the, the Nation of Domination, which was Crush and Savio Vega, which obviously Crush had no parts in, <laughs> in the group. But, you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You wanted to act, you called me out here. You people wanted to know what happened with our man Johnson. Well, I'll tell you what happened with our man Johnson. What it is, is what I've always known all along. Here is our man Johnson on all that thick black skin of him is a white man that's dying to get out. He wants to be pretty like Shawn Michaels. He wants to be like Steve Austin. Well, I got news for you, our man Johnson. You couldn't be white if they sandblasted your ass 20 times. And another thing. You better learn to stand on your own two feet because anything in this world that's worth getting is worth fighting for. And anybody that's weak like you does not have a place in the nation. And speaking of two weak bucks, Savio Vega, Crush, here's two people I took literally out of the trash can, okay? They're the reason, I'm the reason that they're successful in the WWF. I made them. You want to challenge me to a street fight? Well, I got news for you. I'm the street. I was raised up in the street. I'm a product of the street. I brought the streets to you. 
and at ground zero in Louisville, I'm gonna play Genie. I'm gonna grant you one last wish, and this chapter will be the final one in the book. And you can title this chapter, How Farouk Kicked Our Asses at Ground Zero in Louisville. Now, Ahmed Johnson, I want you to take a look at this man right here. Here's a young man that came to the WWF trying to do things the American way. But what did you people do? No, you frowned on him. He came out here kissing babies, shaking hands, helping old ladies across the street. But he found out that is not the way to do it. Anything in this world that's worth getting, Rocky Mafia found out that the nation stands for it and that it's fighting your way through. After being dumped off by the nation in 1998, a new leader emerged, as we all know, Rocky, Rocky Johnson, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, biggest uh, Hollywood movie star. After being dumped from the nation, Farouk feuded with The Rock, but failed to win the Intercontinental title. Simmons then teamed up briefly with Too Cool Scorpio. I remember that in 1998. Simmons began teaming up with Brash Hall, and they are formed as the Acolytes. That's their name, the Acolytes. That's my favorite tag team, the Acolytes. Let's get into the Acolytes right now. Without further ado, this is from 2003, the Acolyte Protection Invitational as they invitating all these guys to, to a bar fight, I'm guessing it is, at the Vengeance pay-per-view. Let's get it on. <laughs> Taz over here drinking on the job. Here come the Bashing Brothers with, uh, with, the, with, with Shanika, the one from Tough Enough, I want to say uh, two, maybe, maybe three. Don't quote me on that, but she is a tough enough winner. That's the year the two girls, two girls won instead of two guys. That's the season Kenny King was in. It comes the FBI, the full-blooded Italians, Nunzio, and gang. Chuck Palumbo. Who's that, Vito? <laughs> the Brian Kendrick dancing on the table. Look like he's drunk already. <laughs> Gotta love it. Spanky. <laughs> that was his name, Spanky. Everyone get oh here comes the Easter bunny. Oh lordy. You know the APA gonna whoop their ass, man. APA gonna, gonna wipe the floor with everybody in this invitational. Here comes the version one, Matt Hardy. Gotta love this thing, man. What's it say? Matt Hardy hates bar fights. That's a mad fact. Matt Hardy hates bar fights. Being accompanied by Shannon Moore. Very underrated talent Shannon Moore is. Yeah, Matt hates bar fights. That's a Matt fact. You can catch those Matt facts at WWE. Mattitude.com. Is this, who this, is this Brother Love? Oh my gosh, here comes Brother Love to the freaking Acolytes Invitational. Acolytes, the APA stands for the Acolytes Protection Agency. They were hired by the Dudleys to take to, to you know start whooping ass and everything, start protecting people. You better make sure y'all knock on the door before y'all before y'all walk in that office, man. Don't be walking around the door. Knock on the door and come in. Here comes Dunk the Clown. This probably isn't the real one, but you know how it is. Got the Bastion Brothers in the house. Orlando Jordan, the FBI, Dunk the Clown. Matt Hardy and, and Shannon Moore. Who's this? 
Who is this? Oh, this is this guy. This guy, uh, they try to push. Yeah, Sean O'Hare, they try to push this guy to the moon. I don't know what happened to this guy. The, oh, you got, got the Brooklyn, got the Brooklyn Brawler in there too. Oh, here comes the APA. Bam, 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 bam. Here come, oh, they come on do with the Bears already. Former tag team champs, the APA were. Shouts out to the APA, Ron Simmons and Bradshaw, one of my favorite tag teams right here. Drink beer and kick your ass. Drink or fight. Well, they probably do both. Brother Love just took the mic out of JBL's hand. Bradshaw. Oh, hell no. Uh-oh. Get to the point, brother love. Oh, is he talking shit? To the oh. Somebody whoop his ass. Started a ball fight. Ballroom brawl. Brother Love just started a freaking ball fight. Oh my god, they blew up in the bunny. They are jumping the bunny right now. APA not doing nothing. They just drinking smoke. Oh shit. Spanky just went through a table. Brian Kendrick, D. Brian Kendrick. Oh my god, Farouk just just hit Chuck Palumbo with a fucking barrel. What the hell? Oh my God, the Brooklyn Brawler. 
Oh my God, clothesline from hell. Delivered to J. Oh my JBL, man. Jeez, stiff mother flower. Oh, Brooklyn Bros biting doink the clown. What the freak? Oh, Chuck Palumbo just freaking broke a window over Orlando Jordan's head. Oh my God, Farouga's just picking up anything and whooping ass, and he still has a cigar in his mouth. And he's fighting at the same time. 2003 Vengeance, the Acolyte Invitational. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Funaki just sitting there drinking. Funaki, number one announcer. Oh, sheesh. What's Funaki doing? Matt Hardy over here drinking beers. <laughs> he thought Funaki was drinking sake. That was funny. What the hell is Sean O'Hare doing? Oh my God, he just broke the kendo stick over JBL's fucking head. Oh my God, did the same thing to Ron Simmons. Damn, I'm surprised they didn't do nothing with this Sean O'Hare cat. Unless he just wasn't fit for it. Sean O'Hare, what the fuck? He's cleaning out house. He's cleaning out the bar. He really is, legit. Cleaning out the bar. What the hell, Shannon Moore, you spot monkey? Taking out Sean O'Hare. Oh my God, brother loves. Oh my God. Brother love breaking glass all over the damn place. Oh my God, he just broke a vase. Over freak! Oh my Nunzios, Nunzio! Nunzios got thrown into the top shelf. They knocked all the top shelf off the damn top of the ball. That's the top. That's the best shit. Oh, here comes this bunny. What's what they gonna do with the bunny? Oh, the bunny got. Oh my God, bunny got thrown to it through a damn window. Bumba clapped. Oh my God, frying pan right to the freaking head of JBL. JBL bleeding. Oh God, that was dangerous. Look at this guy, Big Farouk, still drinking. Bashing Brothers over here working on some jobber. Oh, now good Farouk whooping Bashing Brothers' ass now. He put the cigar down and the drink. Now he's like, it's time to fight now. No, he took the beer though on his way out. <laughs> Oh, man, Hardy with a leg drop. Table didn't break. I am the table. Oh, he's going to try again. Oh, now the table breaks. Jesus. This shit got... Yeah, Funaki hasn't left the bar yet. Oh, he's wasted. Oh, my God. See how the Funagi just passed out. Oh, my. Brother Love in the APA, last one standing. Uh-oh. He's cornered. Farouk looking at him like, you out your, you out your goddamn mind. Oh. Fucking beer over the head. Ring the bell. Here goes the APA. Gotta love it. 
Well, next up, we got a February 28, 2002 episode of SmackDown as the Acolytes, the APA, are going against Billy and Chuck Palumbo for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This is the second stint or the second reign of Tag Team Champions for the Acolytes. So without further ado, this is the last match. Let's get into it. Alright, shout out to Lillian Garcia, Chasing Glory Podcast. Underrated tag team, Chuck and Billy. Underrated. It sucks Billy Billy Gunn. Just couldn't get that singles push, man. Oh, here comes here comes trouble. Here comes the action. The bear swinging, club throwing, acolytes, Brashaw, and APA, Brashaw, Farouk, the APA, the acolytes. Oh, they wasting no time. They trying to fight. Oh, here we go. The bell didn't even ring yet. And here comes the guys on there. Now goes the bell. There goes the bell. Bell ring. Oh, Chuck Palumbo head first to the turnbuckle. Oh my God! Brashaw's whooping Billy Billy King uh, Billy Gunn's ass on the outside of the ring. That's Farouk is handling Chuck Palumbo inside the ring. Shouts out to Michael Cole and Taz on the sticks. Shouts out to Teddy Long in the ring as the referee. Oh, Brashaw showing that power. Fall away, body slam. Looking like a double team move here by the APA. What are they looking for here? Set up. Oh, they're just clubbering. Oh my gosh. This is this. Oh, back body drop suplex into a neck breaker. Great tag team action by the APA. Oh God, clubbering blow. Blow thrown by Farouk, AKA Ron Simmons. Chuck Palumbo gets thrown out of the ring. That's Farouk. Farouk taking on Billy now. Oof, two Irish whips to the corner as Billy goes down on the second one. Feeling the effects. Oh, that back is hurting. Oh, nice diving elbow to the back. By Farouk. Teddy Long trying to trying to get some water. I like I like I like APA strategy. You know. Leave one on the outside, double team the one in. It's a great strategy right here, shown by the two-time tag team champs. Play cards, drink beers, and smoke cigars. Kick ass. Oh, nice double power bomb slam by these two. Nice teamwork. As the oh big boot. Jeez, Bradshaw is just oh fucking flying, running clothesline. Billy just hits the outside again. Now Bradshaw is on the attack to Billy Guns. These guys are just single-handedly kicking their asses. Oh my, here comes the table's turn. The tables might turn. Oh my God, spine buster delivered before Rook. Showing why he was the first WW, WCW champion. 
Donald, the first black world heavyweight champion in history. Oh no, not like this. Referee's back was turned. Oh no. They just stole the tag team champion opportunity. What the hell is that? What the hell was that? Oh, that's bullshit. believe the APA just got screwed like that man but before we close this out let's end this on a lighter note it's a WWE Hall of Fame tag team as the APA get into a bar fight one of their first bar fights of their young career at the time let's get it on He said, nah, man, it's all good. Look at these marks. Nah, see? Don't put your don't put your don't put your hands on him. Don't put your hands on Bradshaw. About to get your ass kicked. <laughs> Oh, oh, watch out. Watch out. Arm wrestling champion. Really easy now. Look at those guns. There is one of those guys at every ball. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, you the town bully, right? Oh, he slapped some money on the table. He was like, for arm wrestle contest. What about that? Like 200, 200 dollars? He said three. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, jeez. Beer glass right over the head. Oh, shit. Damn. APA going to town on these locals. Damn, is it going to pick up the damn pool stick? Oh, my God. That ain't a kendo stick. Oh, my God. Damn. This guy's getting his ass kicked on the pool table right now by Bradshaw. These are stiff blows. Oh, my God. He just kicked that guy in the face. Oh, he's throwing glass bottles at people. APA is wilding out right now. Oh, shit. Just threw him into the damn slot machine. Oh, my God. Jesus. episode just as much as i did please don't forget to give your boy five stars man on apple podcast whatever you stream your podcast at give me a review give me something man come on now i appreciate it you know what i'm saying this episode is brought to you by struggle vision productions don't you ever forget it all month long i'll be coming to you straight from the underground pod with all the black excellence next episode will be about booker t it's your boy, the underdog from the underground, post 90s, and I'm out. Yo, I've been a soldier from the trenches. I used to play the benches. My bitch kiss me, only Frenches. Wake them up like Folgers. Yo, I've been a soldier. Yo, I've been a soldier. Can't you tell? And your girl sell like alloy Riding in a convo, these fake niggas I destroy Real niggas I authorize in my enterprise Why you trying to stop my shine? Why you trying to stop my grind? Cause you don't got it like that, I know Cause you don't got it like that, you know Cause I work magic like that, the flow So crazy, it's so impeccable, yo me and Molly smoking lotto, watching backlash. Watch Anything you do, there's some backlash.